Welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We are up to episode 48, and I am one of your high priests, Ray. And I'm your other high priest of Conchu Connor, back with an all-new, all-different Into the Night, sort of. Which, uh, sticking to our cool little format changes up, getting everything geared towards our 50th episode. But in this episode, we'll be covering Hulk Volume 1, Issue 17. And uh, plus some pretty exciting news. So sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. It's um, it's great to be back for our 48th episode. We are edging closer and closer to our big half century. Uh, always always fun to be back in, in the seat here. Um, Connor, how are you? I am doing mighty fine this week. Glad to be still back in the recording chair. Yeah. Pretty exciting episode lined up, but how about yourself? How's the week been treating you? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, you know, edging again for us, uh, even myself, edging closer closer towards uh, a, a an upcoming baby. So that's uh, that's been pretty good. We we just had a, a baby shower earlier today uh, with you know just a, a few friends, which was really great. It was a really great opportunity to catch up, uh, and also I had a couple of videos from Eve's friends from overseas in the Netherlands, so that was very sweet. Yeah, and it was very sweet, and and um, yeah, just got lots of lots of gifts, which were which were very kind and generous. Um, so our little fella will be stocked up with plenty of books, plenty of reading material, which I'm very excited. Including Night Night Groot, including yeah, Night Night Groot, which is uh, I can't wait to read that to to him. So uh, yeah, but we have a we have a big library now, so I just can't wait to um, can't wait to meet him. How about yourself, Connor? Oh, look, if it uh knew anything that is connected to Ray's pretty great in my books, pretty keen to <laughs> train him up, get him ready for the podcast in a few years' time. You know, start him young. <laughs> That's it. Start them young, and they, uh, yeah, yeah, get them, give them the uh, the taste for for Moon Knight as well. Uh, there's also been, you know, just just quickly some um, the premiere to Luke Cage, which is just which is just um, started. Hearing good things about that. Sorry. Hearing good things about that from Rebecca. And yeah, other people. It's been it's been pretty good. I'm about six episodes in as well, and uh, really enjoying it. Actually, I uh, to be fair, I think I'm enjoying it a lot more than the first season. So, uh, pretty plenty of good things there, I think, um, and uh, plenty of good things up ahead. We all know um, that there might be some guest appearances from from other defenders. Um, so yeah, I still haven't got up to that yet. So that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> uh, I had to I had to contact Connor uh, a bit earlier. We were going to record this a day earlier. I um I tended to go a little too over exuberant on the uh, on the drinks when I was watching Luke Cage. I had a nice um I thought maybe Connor do a bit of a whiskey watch. So I was on uh, I was on the um the Suntory whiskey uh, <laughs> Japanese whiskey. Uh, it's called the Cheetah. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, a single malt. Very nice. Uh, actually, too nice because I ended up having a little too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, that was great just to chillax and, and catch up on a bit of Luke Cage. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's a bit of fun, uh, I guess, comics wise. That's just uh, around the corner. Cloak and Dagger's still going. Um, have you still managed to catch? Have you still managed to start any of these, Connor? Or no, I no? haven't. Yeah. Sadly, I've been uh, fairly 
I've caught up with all my uh, comic books. Yes. I've read about, I don't know, 30 to 60 issues in the past week. Mm-hmm. So I'm well. I'm well yes. Up. I think you are... You are um, that's great. You know, I think uh, you, you are really a... Like the genuine, not not to say that others aren't, but um, since I think the focus is on comic books, it's it's really good that um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying it's really good that uh, yeah, yeah. That that's your that's your go to, which is good because comic books are great. I mean, like I do love the TV shows as well and the movies, but um, yeah, I, I would I would uh, arguably say that comic books are, are the superior medium, but yeah, mm-hmm. still enjoy the TV. Yeah, I mean, we love our um, the boys over at Defenders TV podcast. Yes, and I mean, I love hearing the discussions. This uh, season of Luke Cage definitely seems to be doing a lot of things right. So I'm keen to catch up. Hopefully, uh, next couple of weeks I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Defenders TV podcasts are, are killing it at the moment. I've been uh, listening to their first one. They've released, I think, the first two episodes for review. And um, I think on Tuesday they'll they'll drop uh, episode three, so uh, ticking along nicely there. And uh, it's always fun to hear their discussions; really good. Um, speaking of which, kind of also reading wise, so what out of that massive stack that you have, what would you say were your highlights? Ooh, so um, let me just pull up my little pull list. I've been really loving Eternity Girl by. Uh... Ah. Madeline uh, Visagio and Sonny Liu over at uh, DC Comics and the Young Animal imprint. That's uh-huh. been a big, big highlight for me. I think uh, I've finally caught up, actually, big time on uh, Black Hammer. Oh, All the way up to Age of Doom. Age of like, Doom, right. Yeah, one. It's pretty crazy. So have one. you read the um, the Frankenstein one? Yeah, and uh, Dr. Star now. Everything. Ooh. Is it? How would you rate? I've got a doc, I've got the Frankenstein one on my pile. Is that is that good or how does that? Rate? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's all great. You know, I think I think we all know if you're a Lemire head, you know just how much he mm. writes a ridiculously large amount. But yeah. you know that's also helped him set up a massive universe with a lot of stuff, a lot of brilliance, a lot of sadness. Yeah, absolutely, and also it's a bit sad as well that I think Royal City has kind of ended, right, or is ending. Uh, yeah, ending at issue 15. Mm. You'll follow that one, but that one is Punch to the Cut. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing Gideon Falls as well? Yeah, new issue of that this week, which uh, was really good. Probably the best so far. Just a lot happening in that great yeah. horror Twin Peaks thriller adventures. Yeah, geez, he's um he's all over the place as well, because uh, I, I can keep rattling him off because he's got... um. I guess he's got Sentry coming up. What else has he got? Yeah, he's um, Bloodshot he's doing. Jeez, he's, he's all over. All over the joint. Yeah, you've got to wonder if he'll ever burn out, but yeah. hasn't happened for the past three years, four years. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a... Um, uh, oh, look, we might as well get into the news as well. And, look, I'll, I'll jump straight to it. I was going to... Um, yeah, it's going to say that uh, obviously coming out oh, in about a week or so, we we do have one of um, Jeff Lemire's, and obviously we're, we're saying this is a Moon Knight alumni. Um, he's releasing The Sentry, which comes out from yeah, Marvel. Yeah, even which is, is next um, week. going to be very interesting. Look, I'll read out the blurb here that I've got. It's got, um, and in the show notes I've put, they've released uh, some preview pages as well, so you can, you can read up on them, see if it interests you. But uh, anyway, the series is about an established character. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Sentry uh, is is a Marvel character, very much kind of 
kind of along the lines of Superman, I guess, with power sets. Uh, he's very powerful. Probably the most powerful, right, you'd think, in the Marvel Universe? Yeah, yeah, he's um, compared to basically Marvel Superman mm. with a crazy demonic being attached to him as well. Yeah, so, yeah, the bit of difference is he does have this darker self and and uh, he uh, does come off as a little, little bit crazy. So anyway, um, and most recently seen in the recently finished run of, of Donny Cates' Doctor Strange. Um, so he's been teased back. He's been missing for a while. Um, but anyway, the blurb here says the Golden Guardian is back, fresh from the pages of Doctor Strange. Uh, but is that really such a good thing? The greatest hero that the Marvel Universe ever forgot has returned. The Sentry, shining sentinel with the power of a thousand exploding suns, is back from the dead. But his troubled mind is far from finding peace. By day, he trudges through a mundane life as Bob Reynolds. At night, the Sentry soars across a gleaming, perfect skyline. But how much of the Sentry's dual existence is real? And what of his dark other self, the Void? Uh, Jeff Lemire returns to Marvel and unites with Kim Jacinto um, for this mind-bending series that will shake the Sentry and the Marvel Universe to its foundations. So, uh, sounding exciting, not revealing much, of course. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it's almost like, I think, the comparison been drawn to his own Moon Knight run, but this almost feels far more reaching. Well, mm, mm, absolutely, because I think the Sentry touches upon the Marvel Universe a lot more, I'd say, than, than Moon Knight. Moon Knight obviously can be standalone, almost detached from the rest of the universe, um, which is, you know, great to see him in amongst it again with the latest Bemis run. Um, but I guess you'll, will you be picking this one up, Connor? Oh, yeah, got it. Uh, the pull list next week. Excellent. Next I think, week yeah. Next week, yeah, next week is also the next uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be a big week for um, Moon Knight-related alumni slash um, fans. That's pretty cool. Uh, Connor, how about we go through the other couple of bits of news? Yeah, all right. So, yeah, it's probably two fairly nice and big announcements. The first one, mm-hmm. um, I suppose we'll get into the pretty the bigger, more exciting, well, not more exciting, just more prominent, more out of the blue, Marvel's doing new amalgam characters within their own universe called Marvel Warped. (laughs) And uh, we got a few pages littered throughout the internet of new characters. One of them is Arachnite, which is a Spider-Man Moon Knight team-up. We've got a design by Huberto Ramos. Yep. Drop it on Twitter, and uh, it uh, seems that this is tying into... Uh, what is it? The Infinity Wars Prime event. Yeah. So they've confirmed these guys will be debuting in Infinity Wars Prime three out in September, but right. then each of the characters will receive a one shot. Okay. So, yeah. So we're looking forward to not just his appearance, but also a dedicated one shot we can cover. Yeah, I'm not not too familiar with the Infinity Wars um, run at the moment. Uh, it'd just be one of those that I've had to kind of relinquish due to the amount of titles coming out. Have you been following that as well, Connor? And, and how does how do you think this fits in, this whole warped kind of corner? Well, kind of suddenly, actually, out of the blue. So it's a really fun... Um, Infinity Wars Prime is what it's at the moment, uh, the current run by Jerry Duggan. Yeah, uh, falling out of his uh, all new Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just super fun, just crazy cosmic stuff, you know. Yeah, super it, fun, flavorful. So it, I mean, it, it definitely fits in with the craziness. But I yeah. don't know. There's been no sort of tease of 
some warping stuff happening. Mm, and I wonder um, as well, a bit of a bit of Moonwatch. Has Moon Knight been in the Infinity Wars at all? Like the no, he hasn't actually. No? Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how he. Uh, I'm assuming Spider-Man's in there somewhere. I don't know. Otherwise, they're all. I mean, because we've got Daredevil in the mix, don't we? With Turk, he's got one of the. I mean, I'm. Yeah, to, yeah it could be totally off. Um, I, admittedly, I haven't been following the Infinity Wars, but um, I think Black Widow's in there as well. So a couple of street levels. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely worth checking out. Look, he's got a pretty funky costume. Uh, looks like you've got he's got his moon cape, but on top of the moon cape is the imprint of what looks to be a spider. So um, that's pretty good. Uh, he's very much got the Moon Knight hood and and the uh, the shadowed face. Uh, but there are just a couple of other things here which look tantalising. He's got like a gauntlet on his hand, which looks like um, hand blasters or something, maybe reminiscent of the 90s, Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, and he's got a couple of Mooney... Oh, not Mooney. He's got a couple of 90s pouches as well. So uh looks like pouches are back, baby. So that's uh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, what are the other characters? The other characters were um, Soldier Supreme, right? It had Captain America. Yeah, so Soldier Supreme, which is Captain America and... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Weapon Hex, which is uh, that's awesome. Uh, Laura, yeah. X twenty three and um, Scarlet Witch, and then Iron Hammer, I believe. Yeah, which is Thor and um, that's awesome as well. Iron Man, yeah, and like a cool more. Yep. And uh, are you still there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, did that not come through? Oh no, you did. Yeah, you did. Sorry, it just uh, it just made a little noise. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> And we, yeah, I mean, we've got also, I like the um, combination of Ghost Rider and what looks to be a big Black Panther. Oh, um, I forgot that one. Yeah, that one was awesome. That's yeah, that one's a good one. That one, I would, I mean, out, out of, oh, again, probably have to pick and choose. I'll definitely get the one shot with uh, Arachnite. I'll, I'll be looking at getting the Ghost Rider one. Oh, it's hard to choose, isn't it? Probably get, <laughs> probably get all of them. Um, I like the Hex one, actually. Um that looks yeah. cute. I'm a big uh, Laura fan, so I think I'll be on that one. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a, I'm a bit, I must say, I'm a bit of a Scarlet Witch fan myself. I just Ooh. like how she's, um, you know, I just like how she's developed over the years, and and it's fun to see her on screen as well. So yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be looking at that more for the the hex side of it, but uh, definitely cool, um, cool rendition from Umberto Ramos. Um, yeah, that's uh, so that's coming out soon. We know. Uh, next other bit of news um, Newsarama released the September solicitations again for Marvel and, and all the other publishers as well and we get to see uh, this is awesome, we get to see another cover by Becky Cloonan uh, for oh. Moon Knight 199 and we are going really supernatural here aren't we Connor, it looks absolutely awesome um, you've got Moon Knight in the foreground and he's battling uh, some tentacled demon and in the background it kind of looks like Cthulhu, um, H.P. Lovecraftian kind of horror. Um, but I love this in the fact that I, I tweeted about this earlier. I love it how Bemis is introducing these new enemies. Like we, We've had the Truth and the Sun King at the beginning. Currently now we've got the Collective, which um, is a is a, just a mad, awesome kind of villain. Uh, and now it looks like you know we're, we're we're kind of hinted here at having a bigger supernatural uh, nemesis for Moon Knight, and the you know his enemies are getting just bigger and badder, and they're becoming monsters. I think it's great. It's it's really bringing back that supernatural element. Yeah, which I think 
almost people have been talking about possibly missing. But yeah, here it is, full force. Mm. Get what you ask for. So yeah, the actual um, solicit reads, uh, Old Gods in Brooklyn. At the end of his rope, Marx takes a much-needed excursion with his oldest enemy. Brooklyn is awful nice this time of year. The nightmare scape of Ra's domain, not so much. Here be monsters. So Ra as well. Yeah, yeah. Ra's, yeah. Yeah. He's involved in there. And we've got the beautiful, look, um, I, I was just a real big fan of Paul Davidson's art in the recent, uh, is it 196, I think, that we we, um, we reviewed, the latest one with the collective? Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah. Have we had one after? 195. 195. 195. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, 195. That was just really cool art. So looking forward to seeing more of him uh, in 199. I know Jason Burroughs comes back for a while though doesn't he i think he he i think he does 198 i'm sure yeah and i mean i mean next month is issue 200 of moon knight so mm. we'll be seeing what's that like i imagine that's probably have a nice roster of artists if not possibly burrows back at full helm for a massively big anniversary for a all yeah. street level character like moon knight yeah so, I I hope mean, it's... next month it'll be yeah do you think it will be streamers a... and stuff yeah, you think it'll be a giant size issue? I hope so. Oh, for sure. They love their um, big <laughs> big hundred marks. Any chance to, to up the price, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. You better expect the 99 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but be definitely getting it. Uh, and there's probably going to be variants too. Um, <laughs> look, I'm just going <laughs> to have to get them as well. Uh, so it might potentially be a very expensive month for that. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, but still, hey, we've got plenty to to. To look forward to still i mean this is really projecting in the future um uh, we've got that great one with with moon knight um the, the cover with him in the brain on the background which is the upcoming issue uh then there's one with his head on a platter i remember that one i think that looked pretty cool as well um yeah so plenty of um and the other one which had that the labyrinth at the background so we kind of lined up all the all the um the covers coming up it'd be really interesting to see the 200th issue cover as well um yeah but uh, keep your eyes peeled for that, loonies. Um, and look, there's one one other little bit of um, news at the end. Really, not much to mention here. But um, the Infinity War writers uh, they were quoted to saying that they want someone to make a really good Moon Knight film. Yet again, a bit of speculation. Um, and it was it came from. Let me just open up this. Uh, it came from obviously the writers of Infinity War, um, and they are Chris, uh, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus, and, and they were on uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman um, podcast, and they mentioned somebody should really make a good Moon Knight movie, but it's complicated. Like I said at the beginning, it was kind of good but kind of cheesy, and then later on, he got kind of awesome. But the awesome part kind of needs the cheesy part to make sense. So it gets convoluted very quickly. But he's Jewish, which is nice. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, takeaways from that, I, I kind of have to agree with Marcus there in that um, he was cheesy early on, you know. It was a kind of the thing of the time. Uh, and he most definitely got awesome later on as well. Um, so it does make it a bit more difficult. But, hey, look, you know, they're writers. They're paid for, for coming up with good ideas. So I'm sure they'll come up with something good. Yeah, it's pretty um, it's pretty cool that they're obviously readers of Moon Knight by the sounds of it. So, mm. I mean, yeah, obviously it takes a lot of things to 
get something right. I don't think they pull everything out of the blue. Yeah. There has to be plans for this. So, I mean, there's a lot of contention with fans over whether they want a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty divided. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty happy with anything, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at this stage, uh, look, you know, even good or bad, you know, I mean, I know, you know, if you're an Inhumans fan... The Inhumans TV show wouldn't have been the best vehicle to, to see your, your characters on screen. But, hey, you got a bit more of the Inhumans in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Um, the possibility, the, the fact that they're up on the screen, you know, doesn't mean that that's the end of it. I mean, who knows? Years down the track, they might revisit it. Uh, but the fact that it's being discussed and it's in the, um, the line of fire, so to speak, of um, these producers in the film or TV industry is, is got to be a good thing. So uh, obviously we want to see it done right and proper, but um, yeah, let, let's get him on there first. <laughs> hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Um, yeah, so that was uh, um, about all the, uh, all the news at the moment. So not much, but keep your eyes out especially the big two, I think. Marvel Warped with Arachnite with a one-shot and obviously down the track in September, uh, Moon Knight issue 199, just one off the big 200. And just more great. Mm. Yeah, they are really good. I really do like this uh, this last one. Um, just the colours are weird. I mean, for something that only has grey, black and white really does make it work i don't know anyway we'll put that up on um on the show notes for you to have a look at if you can't find it on the interwebs <laughs> all right well um i think now connor we probably better go into our new segment the moon will not tolerate your interference I think uh, I think so. So yeah, let me take the reins on this. So we kind of experimented with this uh, <laughs> last week. We kind of decided to mix it up, kind of establishing the sort of difference between them, like nice big segments, uh, the sort of classic segments we've had for the start for you know the big new issues, Bemis's run, all that, uh, all that juicy goodness, and just kind of mixing it up for. Um, you know, these kind of smaller episodes going through the back catalogue. Obviously, things are changing. Many things have changed with Ray and I already this year. Mm-hmm. With availability and how we've done the show. And obviously, those bloody babies take up a bit of time. <laughs> so, Good um, well. More, uh, just kind of get everything together for a, still a strong year. But yeah. possibly just making some more arrangements to keep you guys happy and to keep us able to produce this show weekly. Mm-hmm have uh, many setbacks so yeah we um what will probably still be over the moon for our um other episode will be now lunar pink <laughs> yeah exactly just the just the one book so yeah lunar pink i thought that was apt <laughs> yeah and we're uh, continuing our sort of a uh, 
uh, chronological order. We've gotten a lot of messages though about uh, sneaking yeah. onto the Ellis one. But... I know. Oh, we've got to have to. We're going to have to address that somehow, Connor, because you know, dying to to talk about that as well. Um, and you know, potentially there's a long way to go <laughs> until we reach <laughs> we reach that run. So we might have to uh, go in the time machine and jump forward or backwards. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. So we're kind of spreading up. Uh, so just the one pick weekly. Uh, we'll be continuing with the Hulk Volume One, Issue Seventeen, uh, which released straight after Two and One, we reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. We have a, uh, and what we're doing now is we're doing. We first got up the sliver, where like we did last week, just cute issue summary in one to two sentences, mm-hmm. short and sharp. Tell you what's happening, uh, you know, saving the bare bones for when we can really flesh it out with new issues. Mm-hmm. We've yes, got our, of course, the white noise, our discussion. And an all-new moon rating. We're thinking, mm, Crescent Darts, bit weak. <laughs> this guy's called Moon Knight. We're going to focus on the moon, not the night. <laughs> yeah, We've got a moon rating. Yeah. We've got a no moon. Yeah. That's a zero. That's just rubbish. The rubbish, yeah. You don't need it. you got a half moon, a quarter moon, half moon, three quarters moon, and a full moon. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty sure we can work out how that works for us. Exactly, and and don't forget and, uh, we've got uh, something special called a blue moon for totally excellent <laughs> issues. But uh, you know, bit of fun. We got them all here. That's new it. ratings. You, you, you know, with our ratings, Connor, as well. Um, you know how we rated the Lemire issues. We were going crazy with that, weren't we? Like we we're going like seven, eight, nine, ten out of five. So um, I'm sure we'll we'll be using the blue moon a lot. But you know, we've got to remember the blue moon is absolutely only for very very special exceptional comics. So uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, and yeah, loved it. Loved the way that you um, introduced this kind of moon rating. Uh, look, sometimes simple is the most uh, is is the is the best. <laughs> so instead of a crescent dart rating, it's just your plain moon rating. Yeah. Like we said, sort of changing up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so, as Connor said, we do have the Hulk Volume 1, Issue 17. It's um, a backup story again to the Hulk magazine. Uh, it's uh, titled Nights Born, 10 Years Gone. Uh, and it's available. I did a little bit of homework here, Connor. I thought I might as well, instead of umming and ahhing all the time, uh, it's definitely available on the Moon Knight Epic Collection Volume 1, uh, Bad Moon Rising. It's also on an earlier print out of uh, Moon Knight Essential Collections Volume 1, uh, which was that newspaper stocky black and white version of all the um, earlier comics. Uh, and it's obviously, you know, floating around as a single issue or a floppy somewhere, so you can find that. Unfortunately, digital-wise, I haven't had much chance, I haven't had much luck, actually, with that. So it's not available on Comixology, Marvel Unlimited, or Kindle slash Amazon. So uh, if you really want to read this, best bet is to invest in a collected or an epic collection. And, uh, Which yeah. are available on the... Um... Comicsology, epic collection is at least. Oh, of course, yes. Sorry, you're right. So digitally, it is technically. Yeah, when I meant it wasn't available, I meant as in the single issue. Oh, yeah. So single yeah, issues. so yeah, absolutely uh, right there. Uh, epic collection digital, so it would be available on Comicsology, as Connor mentioned. Uh, so this was released in October 1979. Uh, writer Doug Munch, uh, artist Bill Sinkevich and Klaus Janssen on inks. We have colours Steve Olaf, and we have a few editors in Rick Marshall, Ralph Macchio, Roger Stern, and Roy Thomas. So, 
this being our lunar pick of this week, the uh, the sliver, <laughs> the sliver for this uh, issue is basically we have uh, Hatchet Man, an axe wielding homicidal maniac, causing havoc in New York City. Moon Knight and Marlene try to trap him, and it all goes wrong. <laughs> that's that's about it. Uh, this is part one of yeah. I, I didn't want to leave. Um, you mentioned I know we had a little chat beforehand, Connor. There is a big reveal at the end, but maybe we can just discuss that. Mm. Yeah, this one uh, ties fairly prominently into the past, which is pretty cool for um, Moon Knight. You've always got a Doug Munch here specifically to tackle it head on with his own creation. So you know we've had bits and pieces of the CIA, but this one. Some reveals straight back to the mercenary days really set yeah. Mark Spector for what he'd be in that first issue. So, you know, this is a, this is a pretty big issue, all things considered, for um, Moon Knight, possibly one of the more influ- influential before uh, issue one of the uh, Moon Knight series. Yeah. Uh, look, Munch is really he's starting to get a feel for the character and starting to flesh out his history. So, we, as you say, we do get snippets of it here and there. Um, apart from that, um, the reveal of a bit of his history, as you mentioned, Connor, it's just one damn scary read. Um, this whole fact that uh, we see kind of almost the origin of, of the Hatchet Man um, and he kind of goes in from store to store to kind of put his his costume or arsenal together. And uh, so he obviously he gets a hatchet first um, and the store owner naively asks if he's going out hunting. He goes, yes, of course, I'm going tonight. Uh, he goes, he gets his scary as hell mask uh, and he gets his pajamas, which he um, ends up he ends up roaming around mostly topless, right? But um, he definitely has these striped pajamas, which which have their own kind of lethal effect as well. He actually uses them to to uh, strangle his victims. Um, but he is uh, for the time as well. We're looking at 1979. This is definitely a mature looking story compared to to others. Uh, it yeah. really is dark. Yeah, this is like real Marvel horror. Mm. Doing that, and this kind of fit into the a Hulk issue, but this could easily have been in a Marvel horror magazine if it didn't have Moon Knight in it. Yeah, you know, there's some very specific stuff with his character and his mentality and the damage he faced. Why he became a serial killer? You know, it's it's pretty full on. I'm not sure you'd hand a kid Hulk and then be like, oh yeah, flick to the back and yeah. hatchets there. All good. Yeah, it doesn't leave you uh, closing the whole magazine on a, on a light note, does it, if this is a backup story? But, um, look, I think the art is, uh, again, incredible. I'm flicking through it on my Epic Collection, and uh, I really do enjoy the colours here from Steve Olive. And the uh, the inks from Klaus Janssen actually really, really make it work well. Uh, obviously, can't say enough about Bill Sienkiewicz's art. Uh, early on, still, so he hasn't reached that kind of he hasn't reached that style of his own yet. I mean, this is kind of still similar to Neil Adams' art, uh, which was his, an early influence. Um, but yeah, we um, we get some grisly murders here, um, and we don't shirk away from seeing it as well. Um, which also t- it ties into to Hatchet Man. Look, look, Connor, can we reveal the um, the reveal of Hatchet Man? Yeah, yeah, I think we can. Hopefully, everyone home has read this. Or mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely, maybe, maybe it's the first big bombshell. But hope, you've probably experienced this character, or at least heard about him, if you've been following Moon Knight long enough. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's yeah, he's generally well. It's revealed at the last page, and let me um, see if I can just quote it. 
Um, and it's only a very kind of slight acknowledgement, so you've got to really catch it. So the last uh, word balloon is um, say your prayers to, a, to our mother in her grave, Rand, for tonight you die, my brother. So that's the very last thing he said. Well, he says Randall Spectre, actually, in the bubble, the balloon before. But it's only that last panel that you get a sense that, oh, crap, that's his, uh, that's his brother. And uh, a rather grisly thing there because he, he just buried a hatchet in Marlene's back, didn't he? Yeah, one thing I wasn't expecting was bloody that. That it was a bit of intense of an ending. I wonder what it would have felt like at the time. She seemed fairly dead in that last (laughs) (laughs) She's kind of backed herself in a corner here as well. Yeah, it's going to be hard to, as you say, get out of this one when she's face down. Um, Her back is just um, soaked in blood. So, uh, look, Marlene's a fighter and uh, she's still with us. So she somehow gets away with this. but yeah, I mean, so this was the whole idea as well. This was the main crux. Um, we see Moon Knight obviously trying to trying to trail this guy, and and, and he gets a good use of his identities again. I think, kind of. We see a lot of Jake Lockley um, in Jenna's diner, and we see again the usefulness of Crawley, who um, always manages to come away with the goods. So he gives Moon Knight some information. Um, so yeah. Yeah, this one I felt a, a really nice um, fleshed out issue just with for everything really. I really loved having um, Crawley there. Mm. I think that was great. Yeah, that was just a lot with Moon Knight. You got his history. I feel like almost you don't see enough of Crawley these days. I really like having him back. I know. You got Gina's Diner. It's just, yep. a, just a classic Moon Knight issue. Yeah, I, I tend to for these earlier ones. Kind of, I tend to really prefer when they focus on Jake Lockley, like the street-level uh, identity. Uh, Stephen Grant is quite good, and, and the uh, the issue that we previewed before kind of had Stephen Grant in it, but it was really more um, Mark Spector, which is which was fun as well. But I'm thinking more the other Hulk stories that we, um, we covered a bit earlier when Stephen Grant was uh, mixing it with, remember, Alphonse Leroux from the Chilean Embassy and... And uh, that was fun. It was good, but I really do enjoy, yeah, mixing it here with Crawley, um, just sitting at Jenna's diner, just you know, talking to her, asking her how the boys are. Uh, yeah, I, I really just like that kind of grounded component of it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Jack Lockley was probably like possibly even his favorite of the personalities for getting around. Mm. Like Stephen Grant gets a lot of focus as Marlene's lover, but. Jake Lockley's in the world. You really get to see all the different characters once you get Jake Lockley out there. So mm. it's really a good time to form like so many different things happening. Like you usually get you get Crawler and Crawley and Gina, but then you also you get them on intrigue or following local politicians or drug dealers. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um. I don't know what what else. Uh, w- w- I mean, apart from the the savagery of Hatchet Man, uh, the also the other reveal, I guess of well, let's talk about his his, his mo. Like, um, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it stems obviously from a past experience, and obviously tied in with, with Mercenary Days. So what happened was basically um, Mark... Is that right? Mark threw a grenade at him. 
So uh, yeah, um, what happened was so they were mercenaries, Mark and Mark and Randall running around. They were uh, supplying um, weapons to any communist faction, you know. But it became pretty apparent to Mark, sadly, that uh, Randall was just really was just a mercenary. He didn't really care for anyone. He was a yep. had sold them out, traded yeah, yes. money, got the highest bidder, turned against them. So you know, yeah, it ended up. Mark's girlfriend Lisa ended up finding out and uh, yes. taking a meat cleaver and Mark then chased him through the jungle trying to find Randall for three days and three nights until it all came to a standstill at a yeah. at a tree. Randall had him pinned down, yes. Mark had a grenade and came out on top. Well, I love it how Mark, um, in the setup, he grabs his grenade belt because they're coming, aren't they? And he puts on his grenade, but basically it's a belt just, you know, riddled with grenades. And uh, nothing good can come of this as well. But as you say, yeah, so Randall pins him down. But what's he got at hand? I've got some grenades. So he chucks one over the rock and uh, and it seemingly kills Randall. But we, um, we later find out that he survives and he's in a hospital. Um, and, you know, he, he's heavily bandaged and everything. And... Um, and anyway, he ends up killing the nurse. Um, is that yeah? Is that right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he ends up killing so the nurse the um, to get to escape, and he uses his his pajama top. So we see that later on. So as the hatchet man with a scary mask on, he's topless because he's got his his pajama top handy, and that's how he actually traps his victims. Uh, he grabs them. Hopefully, you you hopefully think that they asphyxiate rather than meet a grisly end with a hatchet. But um, it looks like he uses that as well. So a pretty psychotic fellow. Um, I had a bit of deja vu here, Connor. I could have sworn. Did we? Did we kind of? Did we kind of roughly talk about this issue a long time ago? Because there's a. No, no. It was another one close to this because I really remember us talking about the art. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at this panel now, which on the Epic Collection is on three two three hundred twenty three. And I remember us having a chuckle here when he's running past the policeman um, and the policemen are going, hey, wait, you can't go after him. And Moon Knight says, just watch me, you stupid jerk. And I, I just remember laughing at that little bit. Um, but maybe that was just uh, a discussion amongst ourselves um, instead of online on the podcast. But uh, it was very reminiscent of, uh, I don't know, I guess reminded me of a discussion that we had. But yeah, so we, we get a bit of back history on on the hatchet man um and so there's a bit of empathy there i guess as much empathy as you can for a serial killer um but yeah as you rightly say connor lisa she um she meets a grizzly end so that explains the hatchet and the nurse explains and that's why actually he's killing nurses as well that that was a um predilection that he had and that's how marlene tries to marlene and moon Knight try to trap him so marlene dresses as a nurse and she bravely walks the streets at night. Um, and at first, she manages to elude the pajama top, which um, the hatchet man tries and strangles her with. Uh, but basically, yeah, the police get in the way. Um, they actually shoot Marlene as well, don't they? Um, by mistake. Yeah, yeah, she takes a bullet to the side. So she takes a bullet and then she takes a hatchet to the back. Um, and yet we see her to this day. So she's, she's, a, she's a fighter. Um, but yeah, so anyway, she's the nurse and they run into the park 
um, where we're left hanging at the end of part one. So that pretty much wraps up this issue here. Um, and obviously the next issue that we'll cover will be part two, which is an immediate continuation. So that will be um, in the next Hulk magazine. But before we get into any of that, um, Connor, we've we got to test out this new rating system. What would you um what would you give this issue of Hulk number seventeen? Ooh, yeah. So I mean I think it has a lot of points going for it. It's a it's you know, it sets up a new new villain, goes pretty deep into Mark's backstory. We got side characters, we've got Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, um the yeah, art's pretty pulpy. You can see that influence mm. it isn't you know what we come love from Sinkavich, uh, but it works yeah, with this sort of story like i said really pulpy but i really like it as a real horror tale you know this feels real slasher type movie yeah with a bit of with a bit of moon knight thrown in a randall something you could uh become sort of a cult hit mm. back in the 70s and 80s but then we got moon knight to be all cool and beady uppery <laughs> so yeah i think as far as the old ones goes this one's a uh, pretty well pretty well uh setting up um you know, Moon Knight, I think I like the art. I like the horror a lot. Yeah. And I like the part where Stephen Grant throws a martini at the wall. <laughs> That's so right. dang mad. I know. <laughs> it's not ridiculous, but um, yeah. I think I'd probably give it a, uh, hmm, maybe a half moon, I think. Yep. I think it's a, it's a, it's a strong issue, kind of a, just a classic horror tale, uh, made strong with you know moon knight side characters probably not there with what we kind of totally love moon knight for just yet i have a lot mm-hmm. of hope for the next issue though yeah i um look i'd have to agree uh, with you here i think you you um described it beautifully there like pulpy because it to me it really has that magazine the hulk the hulk mag all the hulk issues so far seem to have this pulpy I don't know the art. Yeah, the art and the colours seem to um, scream something else rather than your typical comic book. Um, so it has definitely a pulpy vibe to it, and and I'm loving the art. Look, I love Sinkovich's art later on, but I really do dig his early stuff as well. Um, it's just got that kind of classic comic book look, uh, and it's um, it's really good. He, he's got great facial expressions here for for the characters. Uh, also, as you mentioned, the horror vibe. This is this is a um, this is a dark issue. You know, uh, Moon Knight is is as we've seen so far has has covered the range of supernatural with werewolves to um, you know just street fighting to mixing it with Iron Man. You know, with other um, Avengers or, or Daredevil. This is like really just a crazy serial killer, uh, and it it does give you a bit of chills. Um, here and there, uh, well told as well by Doug Munch. He's really he's really doing well. Starting to piece together a history for Moon Knight. Um, so yeah, I would give it. I was like you, Connor. I was thinking I was thinking a half moon. I, I almost want to give it a bit more than that. But you know, this is our first moon rating. I don't want to go overboard straight away. Uh, it's it's actually an issue that I would revisit again. Not, not one of those other ones that we'd reviewed before that you know I'm happy to kind of <laughs> leave it for a while. Uh, yeah, there's enough um, there's enough grit in this I think to to warrant a sec, you know further reading. But I wouldn't give it a three quarter moon, so I'll have to drop it down to a half moon as well, uh, which is respectable I'd say. You know, it's um yeah 
It's, uh, but there's plenty more to come. So who knows, the, the next part may be even, even more, um, depending how Munch wraps it up. So there you go, loonies, an average of one half moon for issue, the backstory to issue 17 of the Hulk magazine, volume one. Uh, check it out on all those formats if you can, or any of them, <laughs> uh, as always. Hi, this is Phil Parrish from the Caves and Lunatics podcast, a proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Uh, we have uh, one spectacle, Connor. We have a bit of feedback, and this was from Facebook. Yeah, this is cool. So, um, sorry to kind of cut you off there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash ITK slash group slash ITK Moon Knight, uh, totally cool, always happening group about Moon Knight, <laughs> just goodness. Um, we uh, will be putting up kind of a post about uh, every issue we're reviewing each week to get the spectacle and. Uh, mm-hmm. One loony, Ether Summerson, uh, said this issue was one of the first of Moonies I read as a kid and it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> the imagery when Randall's the focus is legitimately terrifying. What an introduction. Yeah, I could not agree more with you, Ethan. Uh, if you were a kid and you read this, um, um, I'm, I'm just assuming you were a young kid when you when you say this, it would scare the hell out of me, I reckon, as well. It's, um, it really does conjure up a lot of imagery, uh, you know, you don't, you do see. There's a bit, gra- there's a bit of graphic violence in there, but just with that mask on and the fact that he's got a, a hatchet, an axe, uh, kind of conjures up all these images in your own mind that can scare you even more. But um, yeah, absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Randall Specter as a as a toy figure, Connor. I think that would be pretty good. Um, I think you can get a lot of scares there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's certainly colourful enough and very memorable. He's got the big green hair. He's got that white, garish kind of face, and I think the uh, the topless um, look with the pajama bottoms is, um, I don't yeah, it really just evokes a, I don't know, Friday the Thirteenth or or um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what my, I was my, thinking definitely. I think um, no, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, actually, you know, Randall Spector probably known later on for being pretty grisly in um the shadowlands run mm-hmm. so yes I mean, he does come back doesn't he plenty of plenty of different looks over the years actually he appears mm. i think twice in the in moon knight volume one and a few other times and then makes a big appearance in yep he was also in he had a good run in um mark specter moon knight i think the punisher mm-hmm. guest stars with moon knight and uh they tackle he has more of this look uh, i think without the mask from memory but he's he's topless and he's got i think pajama bottoms as well so um he does pop up now and again he's a good villain i think he's a good villain for moon knight um yeah one of his own doing which is probably you know one of the big things for uh for hero you know it's personal yep it's a lot what a yeah, yeah, and, and kind of the fact that you know Moon Knight has his mental issues, but his brother is kind of on the absolute extreme of that. You know, it's kind of like a really dark version of Moon Knight, which is um, yeah, which is which is uh, which always makes for a good villain. Okay, well, loonies, I think that um, that pretty much wraps up our uh, Lunapic 
for this episode. Um, stay tuned for our next phase, which um, our lunar pick will be Hulk 18. Obviously, part two to this, um, I'm assuming, and I think it is the, the uh, conclusion to this um, arc, and it's titled Shadows in the Heart of the City. So we'll see what happens to... Randall and to obviously more importantly Marlene she's uh she's copped a bit there um but yeah stay tuned for that loonies uh that will be on um th- sorry Ooh, I was just about to say next week possibly uh oh of course yeah absolutely sorry Connor loonies Connor is on the ball all the time this is this is why we pay him the big bucks <laughs> absolutely right we do have a Bemis issue next week so we will be returning to our Over the Moon format uh, and really getting our hands dirty with issue 196. Was that right, Connor? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 196, second part of the collective. Second part of the... Yeah, is that... Um, I'm not too sure. I haven't got up on the solicitations again. Would that be a Burroughs or are we looking at a Paul Davidson? Uh, no, that's Paul Davidson. The ooh, second part is uh, finishing off the collective. Awesome. Distinctive style. As much as I love Burroughs' art, and it is fantastic, um, I really am just enjoying Paul Davidson's uh, just take on it. It's, it's a little different, isn't it? And uh, oh, it's good to have that consistency, I guess. So, yep, so Connor's um, he's come through with the goods there. Issue 196 of Moon Knight by Bemis and Davidson next week for our 49th episode, Connor. And then we'll have our big 50th. Uh, which is great. It's, it's technically about a year, isn't it? Let's just call it a year anniversary. Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> we've had a few stops here and there, so it's probably about a year. Yeah, let's say, let's say it's about a year, so we'll, we'll treat it as, a, as our year for that. Um, we also do have, um, do not forget also, Loonies, we do have bubbling in the works. We have more Isla Ra interviews. These are so much fun to do, um, and we will pepper them, uh, you know, throughout the course of... ITK, but uh, rest assured, we do have a couple up our sleeve. We're just currently working on them. Um, uh, that should be, yeah, I think maybe we'll do one for, for issue for episode 51, Connor. I think um, that will give enough time to um, to get the post production happening. Yeah, awesome. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think, yeah, we're definitely kicking these out more, um, more frequently, and we're just, you know, getting them out there, changing it up. Changing it up, yeah. It's been like uh, th- this latter half of the year as we enter our first year. Uh, it's great, yeah. We're starting to to get some some guests on the show, some interviews, which is something that we've never done before. Uh, and yeah, just a change up from um, having you know fantastic. We've totally enjoyed the the bare bones narrations, getting loonies involved, getting guests involved to to read that out. But, uh, yeah, something different, um, getting people in and just having a nice informal chat about what they like about comics, uh, not necessarily Moon Knight, but it can be, uh, just to kind of get to know our loony community a bit more. Oh, yeah, and just kind of give us a chance to talk about, you know, wider comics, wider love for Moon Knight, all voices, not just these same old, same old two buggers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Throwing my pennies each week. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess as typically, typically you can um, find us on email itkmoonnight at gmail dot com. 
we have a blog site, intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. So that usually has our bare bones scripts and all our show notes and summaries and stuff. Uh, with our Lunar Picks now, uh, I guess it will be a bit truncated because... Um, Obviously, there's no bare bones in there, but there's still enough information there for all the um, things that we've discussed on the episode. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash ITKMoonNight. That was a page. And as Connor mentioned earlier, we're, we've got the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash ITKMoonNight. Our Twitter handle is at ITKMoonNight. And, uh, and on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Finally, all good podcast catches should have the ITK logo there and episodes for your listening pleasure. Just look out for the likes of Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Uh, we're all we're there, so just um, search, search and share. That would be much appreciated. Um, so thanks once again, Loonies, for listening to us. Uh, so Connor, uh, have you got any any uh, any last messages for our faithful Moonlight listeners? Well, I think once again, I'll just say thanks for listening. Uh, get in contact with us uh, with the group, of course. Also, tell us what you think of these new format changes. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Stay tuned for episode fifteen. No, fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Mm, it'll be a big one, and hopefully. If we're getting what we think we're getting together. Oh, yeah. Something massive. Oh, yeah. Something worthy of a year in. So, <laughs> as always, stay tuned for that and uh, make Conch you watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Goodbye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.